Welcome back, all you fabricant and flashbacks, to the super, not funny show, Supercast. The Supercast, where we talk about all things superhero and pop culture. So that's you know, video games, movies, TV shows, and we do a little news and speculation, all that fun stuff. I am your resident fabricant and comedy extraordinaire on all things pop culture. Joined by the anime expert, video game designer, and lover of all things superhero, my good friend Lottie. Lottie, uh, first of all, Happy New Year, my friend. And uh, how you New doing Year. today, man? I'm doing great. It's ready to talk about 2021, man. The year, I almost want to call it the year of the superhero. <laughs> there was a lot of superhero content. It's uh, Yeah, absolutely. You know, it feels like every year has been like that, but this year for real or at least the last year was for real um and yeah so it's guys it's been a uh, it's been a minute since we've been uh been together we've you know christmas and everything is a little bit of a hiatus for the show uh for vacation and whatnot but we're back back for the new year 2022 uh just started and uh superheroes really really brought everything home in the last year uh and at the end of 2021 we had No Way Home killing the game, absolutely killing the game. Uh, we had Hawkeye uh, that came Straight to an end, up. and we're going to review the Hawkeye season on this episode. And uh, it just ultimately, uh, you know, we had, as you said, the ending of a, a, a pretty stellar year, which it's a COVID year, but, you know, if I don't know if you noticed this or if you saw this, Lottie, but the top four box office movies for 2021 were all superhero things. So you're absolutely right. It was the year of superhero in the sense that um, you almost you almost want to say without those, you know, what would the box office have looked like at all? Uh, so that's, of course, No Way Home was the top one. Shang-Chi with, with a half as much as No Way Home, but, I mean, cons- all things considered, doing quite well. Uh, you also had Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, and... Uh, Black Widow. So those are the top four movies, and that after that was, I think, Fast Nine. Um, so they really are, you know, box office Viagra. It just is that a fair thing to say? They're the little yeah. blue pill for the box office. Uh, yeah. Very depressed. I want to say a depressed year as we're trying to get back to the to the theater and everything. And so uh, we are going to talk about the top ten, uh, the top ten uh, superhero properties uh, in our opinion for the last year and of course our opinion is the definitive opinion so if you have an uh, alternate opinion just know you're wrong when you when you share it with us so, <laughs> uh, and also we're going to talk about uh, our most anticipated superhero properties coming up uh, for this year so lots of fun we're gonna it's just just a ton to talk about so we're gonna get right into it talking about uh, Hawkeyes uh, the Hawkeye season uh, finale um, so Lottie, <laughs> there's a lot of crap going on at the end of the year, but you know, let's not forget that we had six episodes of Hawkeye, uh, which was, you know, culminated the week after No Way Home came out. And yeah. my God, what do I keep, t- what do I keep saying about Marvel Studios? What do I keep saying about them? They are the smoothest criminals in town that, I mean, peep game, 
peep game here. The week before No Way Home comes out, what what does Kevin Feige say? Oh, you know, uh, uh, Charlie Cox is if whenever we do Daredevil, he's gonna be our he's gonna be our uh, our Daredevil, right? Yeah. And then we see a little picture in, at the end of episode five of Hawkeye of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. So you know, Charlie Cox is Kingpin. And then what happens in No Way Home? Charlie Cox shows up as Matt Murdock. And what happens the week after that? F- fucking Kingpin is in there. They, what, what? I'm telling you that they are not, they don't play at Marvel Studios. They do not play around. You know? That's, this shit was crazy. Man. No Way Home Alone, just, I mean. I love that No Way Home Alone, I, Kevin. I just, I just I imagine mean, Kevin McAllister. No, no Way Home Alone. A multiversal Kevin no. McAllister. <laughs> I okay, hope I'm nobody sorry. remembers that I'm Kevin McAllister. <laughs> but, but honestly, that movie alone should just cement uh, the MCU's dominance this year. But. Other movies came out, but which, but I'm just saying. Uh, think about think about the hood, the poor chutzpah, the the yeah. the 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 absolute like baller move that it was to do Hawkeye and then No Way Home and then Hawkeye season finale the way they did with with the Daredevil characters, but yeah. straight baller moves. Like yeah. I, we haven't even gotten into the review of this. I'm just saying, like they are playing they're playing 4D chess up in, up at Marvel. I don't know what anybody else that that everyone else that thinks, oh, you know, we can do a superhero shared universe and we're, you know, we're going to do all that. Y'all are not playing the same game that Marvel is playing right now. No. They, at this point, as I said before, they're flipping through back issues and just, you know, anybody will show up. You know yeah. what? You know how, how smart they are at Marvel? They're so smart. That literally other companies are like, I guess we can do multiverses too. Even though DC introduced the idea of doing a multiverse. Marvel actually made it so that other people are like, I guess we can do a multiverse too. And I, and they're not going to do it as well, but I, it's, I, I just have to bow down, you know, or have to, you know, give lots of credit and lots of admiration to the fact that Marvel Studios has made comic book nerds out of everybody. I didn't think it was possible for people that literally, people I know that would never pick up a comic book in their life are sitting up here having conversations with me about is is that which Doctor Strange is that you know which, which you, know. you know I'm I'm not kidding people I they'll never pick up a comic book and yet we're having comic book conversation that is pretty phenomenal so I mean <laughs> I told you when I was in um the movie theater when I was me and my brother were watching uh no way home and we saw the little trailer at the end i'm i'm looking this this man in front sitting in front of us he has young daughters like they're like six and eight years old and they know toby mcguire they know uh what we may think is uh strange supreme and i'm just saying to myself this would have never happened as a, for me as a kid, this would have never happened. When I was a kid in the early 2000s, late 90s, no way in heck 
only reason why I knew, like, the movies, like, the superhero movies that were out when I was a kid were, um, what? The Batman movies. You uh -huh. know, those were the Batman movies, and I didn't know who the, the heck. I had, to, my dad had to tell me who they were, but I didn't care enough to know it myself. To get excited to see Mr. Freeze? Come on, man. These kids are jumping up and down to see Tobey Maguire. That just shows you what Marvel has done. And not just Marvel, let's just be honest, too. To, to, to how much superheroes are ingrained in today's culture now. Right. Because, like I said, they're just not in just, just movies or anything. It's, I mean, Spider-Man is in Fortnite, which is like the... Which is sort of like on his own form of like a Smash Brothers, you know what I mean? Right. He's it's superheroes have penetrated into so much medium that you have rappers rapping about uh superheroes now. You have rappers and R and B singers cosplaying as dressing up as superheroes now. Right. Something that would have never happened when we were younger. That's how much Super, I honestly, it's getting to the point that you are not cool if you're not a nerd. Like, it's starting to get to that point that nerds are at least what's the what you know, things are traditionally nerdy or somewhat cool. So, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's starting to get to that point because may not for our generation, but if you talk to somebody's like 13, like these younger kids between the age of 10 and 15. That's all they know, man. It's comic books, anime, all that stuff. That's what they're into. Like, it is part of their culture now. You know what I mean? To the point that it seems weird if you meet a kid that doesn't like superhero comic books. I mean, won't say I won't say doesn't like them, but, like, like, let's say you meet somebody that says, oh, I hate Marvel and DC. Like, I only, I don't watch nothing nerdy. They'll be like, what is wrong with you? You must not watch movies then. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, well, I mentioned all of that mainly because, you know, the, the finale of, of Hawkeye didn't necessarily, it didn't necessarily dovetail into No Way Home, but it kind of did, you know, sort of reinforce this whole shared universe uh, aspect of, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that everyone knows and understands. I think people are finally understanding. You sort of, sort of do need to watch the, the Marvel TV shows. I mean, it's not it's not required reading, but man, you miss out if you don't. And no, you, you'll be you'll, you'll be straight up confused. I mean, just to put it in perspective, my friend Anthony's little brother refused to watch, refused to watch What If. He thought What If was non-canon or anything like that. But then, like he said, Anthony, his girlfriend, his uh, Anthony's girlfriend's sister, who all watched What If, they all went to the movies together with Anthony's little brother and. Those three jumped up when they saw that character that we think is Strange Supreme. Anthony's brother's like, wait, there's another Doctor Strange? And they all, Anthony Let's told me, they all looked at him and was like, uh-huh. <laughs> they're all like, exactly, you should have watched What If. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and to that effect, I say, all you all you people need to be watching, or should have watched, uh, you should have watched Hawkeye. Um, yeah, and we're this is sort of I guess we're reviewing the whole series, but just my my take on it, it's been a, a couple weeks since it's about my take on it. What a great series! Uh, I hope it's a season finale, not a series finale. But if it is a series finale, great series finale. What is is it just 
it was just fun. There was some, I mean, like, there was some real emotional stuff going on. Like, the bit where, you know, Clint and, and Yelena had their, had it out. You know, they had their, they had their little, uh, Batman v Superman fight. Uh, and, uh, I really, I really loved that. <laughs> but there was awful, there was an awful lot of just fun. The show is fun. Like, this is, in fact, it is out of all of the, uh, the, Disney Plus offerings from Marvel this year. It is the most fun and least, uh, you know, lowest stakes as far as like the world. Uh, show and I'm there for it. We need more fun in the MCU, damn it. I, we have not had an Ant Man movie in a while. We need more fun in the MCU. And Hawkeye was just fun. Yeah. Like, it, the, the most serious it got was. You know, spoilers, if you hadn't seen it, I'm just going to spoil it. There's no reason not to. It's been two weeks. You can watch it. Uh, finding out that, as you, as you as you said, you fucking called it, Eleanor was, was uh, you know, kind of dirty and was, and was uh, you know, doing shit for, for the kingpin. Yes, we got to see the kingpin. Yes, that motherfucker was, is, yes, he's probably superpowered. He, he is the, the live action equivalent to that to that kingpin we saw in Into the Spider-Verse, where he is able to take take heavy punishment, you know? I was trying to tell people online, they're like, when did he become superpowered? I'm like, this is the kingpin. In the comics, Spider-Man punches him and he hard, and he gets up and gives, and gives Spider-Man the business. People don't yeah. get that. They don't understand. The kingpin gives Spider-Man the business. So and Spider Man takes hits from like Rhino and from he's been hit by Juggernaut and shit like that. So yeah, it, we got to see that, you know. But this this show was fun. That the finale was fun. There's a there were so many fun ridiculous things like the trick arrows and and what I would call the burly man brawl. You remember from uh, uh, Matrix Reloaded yeah. the burly uh, brawl. And you had, you know, the two Hawkeyes on the ice trick arrowing everything. You know, just callbacks to stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't enough echo in it, but, you know, when she was, she was cool. The Kingpin fight was cool as hell. Yelena and Kate just kind of like being, you know, uh, like best bro. You ever, you know, Step Brothers, the movie Step Brothers? They're like best yeah. bros and Step Brothers. I'm... God dang it, I love this this show. I know you weren't hot on the first couple episodes and everything, but damn it, I love this show from episode one to episode six. I had a big-ass smile on my face every episode. I had so much fun watching it. You know, I love Kate Bishop. She is the She's the hero we need, not because she's like all grim, dark or anything. She's just happy. She wants to be a superhero. She's yeah, she's gonna take some licks and stuff, but she's just so happy to to meet her idol and try to to and to work with him and to and, you know to try to be the best Hawkeye she can. Yelena is a stone cold killer, but my God, is she fun to watch when she's with Kate Bishop? You know, yep. she's I, I I want to see them go on a Thelma and Louise road trip. That's what I want from, from like I would love that. You know, I love seeing Jack, who we who was we thought was a bad guy, but he's just a dude that loves swords and he's he's a little dim and he's like 
he's doing his he's doing his whole Zorro impression on the tracksuit mafia, and the tracksuit mafia are dangerous, but man, they are fun though. They're hilarious. Like what? <laughs> I'm just saying, I love this show. Uh, is it is it my favorite out the MCU shows? It's not, but damn it, it was fun. I loved watching this show. I loved watching Clint. I love I just every bit of it. I want I love it so much. I want a second season of this. I absolutely I need a second season of this show. Okay, I've gushed enough. What should, what did you think? I think talking about the whole show. Yeah, or the last episode, but also yes, the whole show. Whole show. So like I said, the 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 beginning of the uh the show, I felt like wasn't I didn't it didn't appeal to me as much, but I the show started getting better and better and better, and the more as it began to improve, I began to really really start getting into the show and i loved it i especially towards the end i loved the show i loved it i absolutely like the way the freaking just just introducing the pen man the kingpin and i mean if anybody doesn't want doesn't understand that the kingpin is literally he she's he can he can mess some people up man and that's why I was like watching, especially the final episode. I was like, Bishop, Kate Bishop, I mean, come on now. And it's not going to work. Come on, stop it. <laughs> just, just right. Like, please. But, oh, man. I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Like you said, it's not my favorite one, but I can I can definitely move it up towards more of the higher of the MCU shows that I watched. The ending... I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people say, oh, no, why would you bring back the Kingpin? And he dies from that gunshot. I'm like, if you really think the Kingpin died from that, you... I ain't, seen, no, I ain't seen nobody. Kingpin <laughs> not where's, where's the body? He's, yeah, he's not yeah, dead. Come, yeah, y'all, man. That's, see, that's one thing that they're going to have to act. One thing the MCU has done poorly, I think, which is... <clears throat> They forget that you don't need to kill every fucking villain. <laughs> now, when people when they like, oh, I heard a gunshot. He's he's dead. I'm like, he's literally not dead. Trust me on this. This man, didn't you see him get shot with an arrow in the chest? Yeah. I, unless she shot him in the face, and I can guarantee she didn't. We didn't see him drop. We didn't see anything. So he's alive. Like y'all chill out. He's 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 gonna come back. That'd be the dumbest thing that Marvel Marvel has ever done, and I'd have never gotten the impression that anybody at Marvel is stupid. Like that'd be stupid, stupid, stupid. So, um, yeah, this they just had they had so much good in this show, and I can tell you, like, if they do another season, I think it would be not you know welcomed, and also they should do more like this. Remember, we I was saying before that they. And I think you agree with me that it's time for them to do more street level stuff. Like this, to me, this was the the opening of the street level uh, Marvel uh, universe side of the universe. Because you know, when you have Kingpin, who is as we said before, is sort of like the Thanos of the street level situation, right? You got we've uh, we've established Clint and and. Uh, you know, Kate Bishop working together, Yelena's running around. Everybody that was in this show, none of them had superpowers. The closest who you would say had, quote, superpowers was was the Kingpin, just because he can take a shit ton of punishment and he's pretty strong. And we need that. 
I, I absolutely, I absolutely want this to be the start of the street level side, where we don't have to be fighting for, you know, the the fate of the universe. What they were fighting for in here was Kate to not get caught up in Hawkeye's crap, and you know, and and there's there are many aspects. It doesn't just have to be you know crime in New York. There's a little bit of a like a hint at something big, you know, not bigger, but like bigger in terms of like that, that other street, you know, lower level characters. And we saw that, you know, Clint's uh, wife, Laura, used to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, which I speculated she must have been a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent at one time, right? Uh, and she yeah. was. She was Agent 19, which is in the comics would be Mockingbird. So I'm just like, oh, y'all going to get Linda Cardellini, you know, who plays Laura. She's going to do more in the MCU. Hell yeah. I want to see that. You know, this is the, this, all this that we've been watching here, the, the power, you know, the power broker, you know, she's still running around right out over in Madripoor. There is so much, so much real estate that they don't explore because people have gotten used to this high stakes world ending stuff. And now Spider-Man is in the mix again too, because of No Way Home. He's back to street level stuff. I mean, I'm ex- I don't know about you. I'm excited for this. I, I I cannot wait till they ramp it down and then still have compelling stories that don't require the Avengers, you know? Or at least we get yep. the street level, they get the Defender street level Avengers that sort of thing. Get the the Netflix people up in there. Hell yeah. Let's let's just go. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> um I don't know, you had any, any other thoughts on, on Hawkeye besides just go watch that shit? No, that's really it. Honestly, yeah. nothing else. Just like you said, go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we enjoyed it. Highly recommended. So great way to end out the year for the uh, MCU's uh, Disney Plus offerings. So uh, anyway, what did you guys think about uh, the show? And uh, do you agree, disagree, have something to say to us about uh, well, uh, this show. Why don't you get down to the comments? Let us know. Of course, you can always hit us up supernotfunnyshow at gmail.com or at supernotfunnys1 on Twitter. Uh, let's let's chop it up, speculate, all that fun stuff. All right, so we're gonna move on to my kind of the meat of this this episode, which is the best of 2021. Superheroes were killing the game literally last year. Um, at just as we said before, top four movies of the year were uh, were superhero films. <clears throat> we got some new new um, properties, old properties, um, non Marvel stuff. You know all that fun stuff. DC even sort of tried to you know try to step into the game. They unfortunately did not release any movies this year, uh, but they did do some TV stuff. All that. Um, there's a quite a busy year. Um, hey Lottie is. Are people tired of superhero things now? Is there superhero fatigue yet? I don't know where the superhero fatigue you speak of. <laughs> <laughs> they, pe- I swear to God, people keep asking that dumbass question. The answer is hell no, hell to the no. Uh, twenty, there's. I don't want to list everything superhero that twenty twenty one had. It was a lot, you know. <clears throat> uh, we talked about some of the stuff on this show, like uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Not good. Right, yeah. uh, we <laughs> there was a Modoc uh, stop motion show. I, I didn't really care for it. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of other comic book things that were going on this year. 
Uh, but we have our top 10. And uh, we're going to run through our top 10 for the year. In no particular order, except I think I'm going to reserve the um, the most obvious one for the end. What I probably consider probably the best thing that happened in superhero stuff this year. <clears throat> um, so I'm just going to randomly pick out of our, our 10 uh, things. Again, in no particular order, except for the last one. Uh, and this is the one I, I actually can't even speak to, so I'm just going to let Lottie, I'm going to let you talk about it. But I've heard many good things about this, and I have, have it sitting and waiting for me. And that's the Guardians of, of the Galaxy uh, game that came out for, um, was it PlayStation this year? Uh, yep. PlayStation 4 and 5. Uh, I have a copy of it sitting on my uh, coffee table. I just need to break it open. But I have it uh, on good authority uh, that it is actually a great game. So what do you think, Lottie? I'd be a little controversial what I'm going to say, but I feel that this game, and I know we we picked on it a little bit when it was first coming out. We called it the, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the uh, after the aftertakes or whatever. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you this from the little bit of the game that I have played. This is the best we have seen the Guardians of the Galaxy outside of comic book form. How dare you, sir? <laughs> it is. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It is better than the movie. I'm telling you. I oh, love well, the if first you say be, if you say be, if you say better than the Guardians of the Galaxy two, I mean, I I probably wouldn't fight you on that. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but that, those are high words of praise, sir. It is. This is the best you will see the Guardians of the Galaxy, even than the movie. I'm gonna be. I mean, I I agree. What we're getting from this book i mean from this game is because of the first guardians of the galaxy a lot of their characters are based off of that but they have done it like think of the original guards of the galaxy movie throw in caffeine steroids coca-cola 80s everything good about the 80s Shake it up in a can and just consume it all at once. And that is what you get from this game. It is the best I have, from the little bit I've played of this game, I have laughed harder than I did watching the movie. Because I feel like the characters in the movie, they can only do so much. But in this game, it's like, it's literally like the characters from the movie, but they're let loose. Like, they're not being restrained by plot. They're not being restrained by anything. They are able to let loose. We're getting the, um, like, what we think of, um, what we think of Star-Lord, we're getting that Star-Lord. No holds bar. Same thing with Drax, Groot, uh, Rocket, Gamora. It is such a great game. Like, honestly... I thought Spider-Man was only it was the only time that we can get a good a Spider-Man and Batman I thought were the only like good superhero games, but I was completely wrong. Like this game is great, man. And I'm just being honest, just being honest. It is better than the movie. Just being honest. Well, like I said I I don't have any anything to say about it except that I've heard that it's really good. So I'm going to to take your I'm going to take your word on that. It is, <laughs> it is the one. Um, 
So I'm looking, I actually really quite looking forward to that. Um, <clears throat> so moving on to our, our next one, uh, the MCU kind of went ham this year. So much so that, if I'm not mistaken, basically every one of the shows <laughs> are, are kind of included in our top. <clears throat> uh, so I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about uh, what, WandaVision. Which was the first one of the year, <clears throat> and what is it's hard it's hard to underscore how big of a win this was for uh, for the MCU and for Disney Plus because I swear for for uh, for like was it eight weeks or something six or seven weeks because they they gave us the first what well, they gave us the first two or three episodes at one in one shot and then. We had like six more after that. So like for the first seven weeks, for seven weeks, people were talking about this fucking show nonstop, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it was it showed that Marvel really was serious about TV shows and that they were breaking the mold, if you will. They weren't going to just do regular regular stuff. They you know different. Uh, they showed hey you know every episode doesn't have to be a certain length. Um, we can, in fact, uh, you know, play around with with format, and and <clears throat> we're telling a real serious story here in the context of a of a superhero thing. There's a lot of zany shit going on in there. Now it's it's framing devices. You know, there's sitcom. You know, sitcoms throughout the years. There's a lot of weird zany ass crap going on in this, and outside of that, real MCU stuff is going on and we get new care, you know, we get characters we hadn't seen before. Or we haven't seen in a long time, you know, people who, you know, they, so they do callbacks to characters. There's, <clears throat> there's some weird mystical shit. You know, there's, uh, there's so much room for speculation, which is probably the biggest part of, of WandaVision. They, I mean, and we get, I mean, at the, it so I think it sort of doesn't end as well as it, as it began and proceeded, but it, you know, it has a pretty typical superhero uh, ending, but everything leading up to that end was, was interesting as hell. <clears throat> and they pulled like some real, they pull some real shit on us. And there's the whole Quicksilver thing. Like they, they oh, were, yeah. do, they were doing some stuff and everyone kept being like, is Mephisto around? Um, and I, <laughs> my God, I, I loved it. I loved the way it's set up. I, you know, I, that's when I started saying about the whole smooth criminals, you know, thing. But can you see that now that now that, at the end of the year, can you see how how smoothly they set up so much shit that we are anticipating now? You know. Yep. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, this was that was you know, WandaVision will always hold a special special place in my heart because it was the first. WandaVision was sort of like the, um, I mean, I'm not going to say it was the, it was the testing round or anything. Cause they already had these moves. I mean, these TV shows already made, so they were going to come out regardless, but it was the first one to get the world to recognize that, oh, the MCU is making TV shows now, you know, and it, it, and it did its job very well. It was like I said. I don't care what anybody says. There's no, I don't care who you are. You cannot tell me that the first couple of episodes were kind of weird, and you're like, "What is this?" And then you're like, "Oh, 
Okay, I understand what's going on. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and that was really good writing upon his part. Like I said, the final episode, the little pew, 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 <laughs> which shooting laser beams at each other. Right. <laughs> they made up with it with, with the quote-unquote Naruto fake-out that turns out Wanda had control the whole time. And honestly, I asked this question to quite a bit of my friends. How do we know that uh, Agatha ever was ever in control? How do we know that Wanda's powers purposely let her there and let her do that stuff so she could bring her power, so her powers could bring out? Because the way they they talk about Wanda's powers, it's almost like it's a manifestation of its own. Like this, I'm not saying it's sentient, but it has a will of its own. And how do we know that Agatha the whole time? was only only was able to break out of the spell only because her powers not wanda her powers allowed it to happen mm-hmm. well uh, we're gonna find out i think because uh, <clears throat> you know of course agatha is gonna have her own show and we will be seeing uh wanda again in multiverse of madness so great show mm-hmm. uh definitely deserved to be in the top 10 for the year um so moving on to I think this is a recent one and one that doesn't get enough love. And that's Hitmonkey. Dang it, people. Y'all need to watch that show. A lot of y'all slept on it. You don't have Hulu or some shit like that. Y'all slept on it. And, and you know, it's it's animated. It's not real. It's probably not really in the MCU or anything. I don't give a damn. Uh, yes, it's a, it's a movie or it's a TV show about a monkey that's being haunted. And it's and it's taking place in, uh, in you know Japan in the Marvel universe. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's just fucking awesome. That's it ain't none of, no other words to say it. It's I if feel you, like some. No, I was gonna say oh, if go you ahead. like if you like John Wick, if you like Kill Bill, any of that, any kind of like the Yakuza type movies. Like you play Yakuza. I've never played Yakuza, but I've seen people play it. Did it not feel like those games? Yes. It's, yeah. oh, it's absolutely amazing. It's an amazing show. Yes. I, I feel like a lot of people, even people who watch the show, they had such negative mindsets towards it that they started, like, like I had a friend who watched it, right? But he went into the show with such a negative mindset, he started nitpicking stuff where I'm like, bro, come on. Like, he's like, oh, man. He was like the the frame rate. I was like, bro, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? I was like, my God. I was like, I was like, you're just trying to find something. I even I said, (laughs) man, you're literally trying to find something bad with the show. It's a good show, man. Just watch it. Just watch it. It's like the frame rate. Oh, it's it's (laughs) it is just look. Like there are the thing is there are super powered people in the show. There are characters that are they're deep cut characters in this show. So if, if you are a comic fan, you'd be like, hell yeah. Even if you're not a comic fan, you're just be like, I don't know who this person is, but they're badass. It's got a great villain. Like the villain and then the villain villain. You know, you, it's Lady Bullseye is terrifying. Right? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Um and, and and to see the evolution of Hit Monkey into like, you know, what he is from just a monkey into like this ass kicker. And and Bryce, you know, and and that's just 
Ah, uh, it's it's so much good. So I I remember watching it. I was like, oh, you know, I don't have high hopes for this because you know Modok wasn't that good. And then just like I was like, I think this is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. And yeah. then like the third episode, I was like, yeah, this is god damn, this is awesome. And now I'm like, just telling you, I'm like, you need to watch this. It was oh, it's it's just it's so good. It's so good that I am. Um, uh, it, it it disappoints me that I know it's not going to get another season. It hurts me deep. It hurts me deep, man. It hurts That's, me deep. I would love for him to be in Shang Chi too. Like I would, I would love for them to have a movie just to set it up that Shang Chi. Something about Shang Chi got to get in Japan. And I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't even can, need that. Just somebody hire him to to go kill Shang. I don't yeah, know anything. There's something. Yeah, I, I would just love where like, uh, what's like. Chong Chi's like, we need to do something. And Wong is like, I know a guy. And he's like, what? And like, you get a knock on the door and they're looking, woo, and they look down to see a monkey in a suit. I would love for that. I would love the to see that. Stop, but we st- probably stop, not stop, stop writing movies that I'll never see, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we could gush over some more. Hit Monkey's awesome. You should have watched it. If you didn't watch it, it's on Hulu. Get to it, man. It's so good. Yeah. So such a good thing. Great show. Uh, <clears throat> um, kind of following them. I want to say sort of thematically because it was uh, Hitmonkey is very rated R. Um, the best rated R superhero thing of the of the year. Fight me on this. The Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. Fucking a! I love that movie. That was a good ass movie. I. I I literally I just just somebody I follow on Twitter was just like this movie sucks and I was like no fuck you I'm like <laughs> I'm sorry I respect your opinion but I don't agree with you at all and I I had to expound on why it's look it is crass is that it's it is a it is potty mouth and it's violent as shit and it's funny and it's like and through all of that. It's a it's a movie of pretty terrible people doing pretty terrible things, but they're a team together and they have to work together. And then the actual human connections happen between. I mean, it made you feel for a fucking man eating humanoid shark that was running around biting people in half. And at some point, you were like, "Oh man, no!" You know, you you're feeling something for this guy. All the Look crazy, up, these crazy D list characters and stuff. It's it, it all this it's you know i think it my, its biggest sin is that it's a little uh a little bloated in some way there's a little too much in it, in it but excuse me man there's gosh there's there's a lot a lot to love in it um uh, and, yeah. and i will always quote this cuz from you there was a fucking starfish in this <laughs> it's a fucking starfish a fucking starfish <laughs> I mean, they made a fucking starfish horrifying. A fucking starfish. <laughs> yeah, it's look. It's it got Starro in it, and like if you know anything about DC, you're like, oh shit, Starro. And yeah, it is like that, you know. But there's there's horror elements because James Gunn is a is you know he's he's directed horror and stuff like that. It's funny. There's some deaths in there because it's called Suicide Squad. People are supposed to die. Some people die in hilarious. I'm like, there's a lot of killing in this, and it's, it's some of it very hilarious and played for laughs. But there's a death in there that's not played for laughs, and it hit hard. There's a there's a death that hits 
really hard in, 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 in the episode, in the, in the movie. And there's, there's like, uh, Ratcatcher 2 is just kind of a, you know, just my favorite character in the whole thing. I, you know, it, you're not supposed to like these people. Not in sense, You're supposed to like them because you want them to win. But you're supposed to know these guy, people are kind of shit. And Ratcatcher 2 is just not. Uh, I, it's, she's so, it's, she's unbelievably optimistic in a situation that clearly she shouldn't be. Uh, that there's a lot more to it. I love the Suicide Squad. I will defend that till I die. It's a great movie. Uh, I understand why some people didn't like it, but I think it's damn good, and it's, it deserved to be on the top ten. Yes, it was a great movie. Great uh, movie. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, um, we're gonna stick with DC, and this is what a revelation this was. I, I'm not. I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. Uh, <laughs> But Harley Quinn, the animated series on HBO Max, again, R-rated. What a fucking revelation that show is. It is, um, it is so damn good. So Anyway, I, I have more thoughts, but yeah. What, what did you think about Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn is so good, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's so good that it's frustrating. And I mean like this... Where the fuck is this, DC? Where is this? Why? First of all, the movie is terribly marketed. I mean, the TV show is terribly marketed. Uh -huh. Like, there's a lot of people that don't even know this shit exists. Like, just think about this. Let's put this in perspective. We're not going to say the live action movies. What if? Everybody knew what what if was. But nobody knows that there's a Harley Quinn TV show on H. I know people who have HBO Max that didn't know that shit was on there. They're like, what? There's a Harley Quinn TV show? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking good. And they're like, God, why? And they're even saying it. Why is DC not advertising this shit? Because honestly, man, it's it's one of the best animated shows this year. Uh -huh. And it's, God, it's such a good show. Oh, man. Oh, man. The, the Clayface. Being a <laughs> a up and coming actor, and the way he pronounces, <laughs> I am an actor. <laughs> shark, shark face is a uh, is a what's yeah is king, a, king shark yeah. I mean, king shark is a is a freaking uh uh stay at home nerd that He's like <laughs> that is good support. at hacking. <laughs> then you got. A misogynist, sexist, racist. <laughs> it's the a doctor damn. psycho, yeah. Doctor psycho. Then you got a uh, a old a uh, old um assassin turned into a cyborg. Oh, the show is just over the top in all the good ways. And I just love how everybody in the show has a sense of humor. Batman, he's like. So you, so you found, uh, he's like, so you found, he's like, so you pressed the button, did it, you Harley Quinn? He was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, we're not friends, we're just partners. Uh, my screensaver just showed up, didn't it? <laughs> the, then fucking Joker finds out that Batman, I mean Bruce Wayne is fucking Batman. He's like, where's my fucking car, Bruce? <laughs> That's my fucking car. Oh man, I just love that show. The sense, the sense of humor, and the over the topness was so good. I enjoyed. I binge watched that show at work. That's how much I love that show. <laughs> I watched that shit at work. 
And <laughs> real talk, I have people come over and be like, oh, wait, you're watching Harley Quinn? And I was like, yeah. God, that show was so good. It is. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> you know, if you, I think if you like the Suicide Squad, it's definitely for you. That's it's R-rated as hell. I mean, it's you know, at, uh, potty mouth as they say. Lots of cursing and everything, but it's um, Harley's a great protagonist, and her cast of characters are are fucking awesome. There's some real real shit going on there. Like this is not just like throw away anything. It's like real, you know, some real heart, real it's great action, some real like you know funny commentary, all that stuff. Uh, and some great cameos from very, you know, the fucking dark side is in this. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's if you if you love the DC uh, universe, it's deep cuts. But also, if you don't know shit about it, it still works. I think it's it's hilarious. It's great. One of the best things uh, that I think DC has done. Period. But definitely one of the best things they've done in the past five years. Absolutely great. Can't wait for the next season. Um, <clears throat> moving on from Harley Quinn, since we're talking about animated stuff, um, where this is more PG thirteen Marvel's What If? Uh, God, it's it's hard to underscore how great this show is. Uh, it's even though every episode isn't great, I'm gonna say that straight. Yeah, there are there, every episode, but it's great in the sense that again, the smooth criminals over there are prepping us. They're priming the pump, if you will, for Multiverse of Madness and for No Way Home to let you know the multi you know, the multiverse is the thing. And they show you they they it, it's it sparks the imagination is what I what I would say. Because let's be honest, people who watch and that we love these things, but those of us, you know, those people who only watch superheroes in, you know, live action or whatever what they suffer from is, you know, is a, a lack of imagination or because they don't want to speculate. They just want things presented. They want to speculate about everything. But that's sort of the fun of being a comic book nerd is being like, well, you know, well, if this this didn't happen, if that didn't happen or, you know, who would win in a fight? That sort of, uh, you know, uh, creativity in your mind is kind of what sparked. And what if gives voice to the speculation? It's literally a, a a bunch of nerds saying, "Well, what if this happened? What what would have happened?" And showing how they happen. You know, not everyone's gold, but most of it is. I mean, if for, I love what if for if for no other reason, it gave us uh, it gave us T'Challa the Star Lord. That's it. If they for nothing else, I would they would win for that alone. But that is not even it. They give us so many other great characters and great situations. I've, I can't the sing. Simple crazy. fact, like like you said, not every episode was great, but there were like three episodes that I would love to actually see them get their own series or actually show up in the main MCU. And I would love to see Peggy Carter, uh, Peggy Carter's uh, Captain Britain, Captain America. I mean, Britain, America. No, I mean, uh, she, they Britain. call her Captain. They call her Captain Carter, but I, I get it. Yeah, I would love to see Captain Carter show up in something in the MCU of like with the multiverse stuff. We might get strange. We might get strange. Supreme mm -hmm. might. I would love to see, but 
unfortunately, God rest his soul. You know, he's he. We will love. I would love to see superior Star Lord, but God rest his soul. Unless they get another actor, we're not going to see that right. in the MCU. And I'm and I guess I would love to see the um the Spider Man. Yeah, I mean not uh, the uh was uh the uh, zombie stuff with all the uh, yeah because, I, unfortunately, first of all, unfortunately how do they survive unfortunately i think he's dead i think i think zombie zombie thanos probably killed him uh, I, hate well, to, but I hate to say that i don't think he i don't think he's dead i think he's alive because if you think about it they took them out of their time not just did he take them out on the ship probably did well that's probably my thing is that at the end of that, they were headed towards zombie Thanos. So I'm pretty sure they're dead. I think I think that I think that particular uh, universe is is done for. Uh, and we saw that you know they used it. They kind of weaponized it against uh, <clears throat> against uh, Ultron. So, but there, I think the thing is that, and we're getting another season of it. So the thing is, is that I love the show for giving voice to the whole nerdy idea that you can look at various parts of the MCU at that things that happen and look at them in a different way that things could have gone differently. I I think it was very, very well realized. And also this shit is clearly having an actual effect on the real MCU. So you can't even bypass it. Like it's fake, you know? Yeah. You have to watch it. This is canon. And then how many fucking universes Tony Stark destroyed? God damn <laughs> Ruining <Fuck>. everything. <laughs> just can't just sit your ass down at home. Always got to <laughs> fuck something up. It's just, right. he's, he's, he's on the scoreboard. Which universe I could fuck up the most? This time? <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of, of multiverse thing, what the only reason What If can even exist is yet another, another Marvel property, and that's Loki. Um. <sighs> What it what it's hard to talk about Loki, um, without just without mentioning the the multi because it's literally about the multiverse, but it it's making all of the multiverse. It makes No Way Home is possible. What if it's possible and Multiverse of Madness is possible because of Loki? But it ultimately it's it's next to Wandavision. It's you know they're the best about exploring the characters that we sort of know we've known for a while. We've seen Loki since. You know, basically since two thousand, uh, what ten, right? And to see a whole show about him looking at himself, looking at his life, and saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm not the hero. I, you know, I'm the one destined to just fuck things up in order to make other people better," and then trying to take control of his narrative. But also, we got to see the alternate. You know, as they say, uh, you know, the variants. And we get introduced some, to some pretty badass Loki variants, uh, in particular Sylvie. And we get to see... The Karen? Yeah, <laughs> Karen uh, Loki, uh, <laughs> the name Sylvie. And we also, uh, we also get to see uh, a variant of who's a, possibly the most dangerous villain that, that the MCU has ever had. In the in the form of Kang the Conqueror, but this one's he he runs the multiverse. You know he's kept the multiverse in check uh, for time without end, and to to kind of see all of that play itself out till we see who who the the, the ringmaster is, and how we're going to see a more dangerous version of him. 
uh, in in uh, Ant Man. It's just it was just great. I I just I had a great time with the the show, um, just personally. Honestly, it was my favorite MCU show until What Up showed up. It was my favorite. <laughs> it was my. It was like oh, uh, I just the way it ended. It just the opportunities we knew because of like Loki to me gets my stamp of approval of maybe I might go back and say it's the best one because this one opened what if I mean not what if the best Spider-Man movie of all time would not exist without Loki Loki opened that possibility up Mm -hmm. you know what I mean we have to thank Loki for that. Everybody who did not watch Loki and watch Spider-Man, you better give this man a standing ovation and go watch his damn show because that movie would not exist without Loki. Like, real talk, that movie only exists because of Loki. The multiverse exists because of him. The TV show, all of this. Like, that's where I probably will go back and say, yeah, it is It is the best one. It's not my favorite. What If is my favorite. Uh-huh. Because of the, the few episodes of What If were so good that I will put it as my favorite. But Loki was the best one because it it opened the MCU to everything. It opened it up to, up to what to the endless possibilities, man. I mean, right. come on, man. There, there, there's just I don't know how true these rumors are, but there's rumors that they might make a Spider-Man four and a Spider-Man three. I don't know. I mean, I mean we'll see. <laughs> and it's and we're definitely getting a second season of Loki. So yeah. there's there's more there's more to be told about that. I I'm looking forward to it. Um, we had uh, the the last MCU uh, TV show we're going to talk about this. Year. It's been a lot of TV this year because movies were more or less relegated to the latter half of the year. Um, <clears throat> Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I, I guess I'll say this is a late late edition. Um, <clears throat> I if I had to say it's out of everything on this list, I'd give it. I'd say it's number ten on the list. Not because I don't love it. It's it's not that, it's just that, uh, in terms of all of the things there, there's a lot of game changing shit on this list. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is really more of a um, a nod towards your conventional MCU experience. This isn't a bad thing. I'm not get, I'm not shitting on it because of that. I'm actually saying it's great because it got us back in the groove of what the MCU is. You know, uh, Black Widow was very much in that in a similar vein, but we got a we got a. Um, a pretty normal MCU um, show, but where it really shined to me, where it shined was it talked about a lot of real shit. So we are an off yeah. one, one thing the MCU can be faulted for in my eyes is trying to sort of gloss over or paper over the, you know, the, the less, less, uh, you know, palatable aspects of human nature and of, of history. Uh, one of the most egregious being that, you know, in, in Captain America, the, the first Avenger, they sort of gloss over Nazis in favor of making Hydra. You know, Hydra's their, their science wing. Hydra, but they, so they don't have to use swastikas so much. They use the Hydra symbol instead. That's not cool. That, I mean, I love the Captain America, the first Avenger. That part's not cool about it. And so Falcon and the Winter Soldier does something. I was surprised. They talk about some real shit in this, you know. It's the the gist of it is Sam Wilson is snapped back. You know, he he comes back in the blip, 
Captain America is like, I'm old and I'm not going to do this anymore. Here's your shield. And he has to wrestle with the idea of whether or not he actually should be Captain America. Right? And it's lit. Yes, let's talk about it. It's talking about race and race relations and the way people have been treated in this country. You know? The way, the fact that maybe Thanos had a fucking point about, you know, getting rid of half the people. Not because it's cool to get rid of half the people, but because of the way the society had to change in order to deal with the fact that half the people were dead or gone or whatever. And it changed society and changing. And now we want to go back to the way it was before. Maybe not everyone wants that. We saw a little bit of that in Hawkeye about people saying Thanos was right. You know? Yeah. You know, what's not that he was right the way he's going about it. They saying what if he's like, yes, but my plan, you know, Thanos kept trying to be like, well, but my plan, you know, I wasn't wrong. And like you were, but you weren't in some ways. But the point is, is that we got to see Sam Wilson wrestle with this. We got to see, you know, Isaiah Bradley, who was, you know, an unfortunate byproduct of racism, even though he's a, he's should have been Captain America, probably. Right. We saw that. Yep. We saw the way people are, 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 you know, treated. And we saw the way the U.S. government was sort of just, you know, its agenda doesn't necessarily, you know, lead to any kind of, you know, justice or anything like that. I loved it just for that. Now, yeah, it had, the, the villains weren't great, but we, we saw some great things and we saw the reconciliation of Sam Wilson. Not a reconciliation, but kind of a forging of a brotherhood between Sam and Bucky. And I loved it. Yep. I, I really liked that. And I completely agree. I completely agree. It, it's what's um, Captain America, in my opinion, was it's the it's it's the Marvel it's the Marvel superhero that's the closest to what I feel that any. And I'm talking about Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers is what any person of this of who is Caucasian will want to be, you know, a good person that believes in doing the right thing above all things. They, that's what a good person. I would, will I want would to say, be. I would say just anybody. Period. No, but yeah, I, I get what you, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like it, his like, model. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's because, like you said, this is it's one of those things that the Captain America, Captain America, is a character that you have to use you have to have actual racial political and stuff to talk about because what is his last name i mean his name is captain america his name is not captain world his name is not captain rogers his name is captain america and what is happening in america you know Right. You can't run from this. You cannot. I don't care what. You, if you call your character Captain America, you cannot run from what is going on. There's a lot of anger, and you know, going on, and having a character that is black to be Captain America is going to be controversial. If in the real, if in their MCU or in our world where they they don't exist, there are people that are mad that. In both worlds, the fictional world and in the real world, that there is going to be a black Captain America. You know what I mean? Oh. And I just happy that that I'm not gonna say Disney, that 
Kevin Feige and the MCU didn't run away from it. They knew that this was going to happen. And they showed because this plays in a lot of not just see that played on a lot of words as well with uh um what was the guy's name again? Um the guy who was the black Captain America. Oh, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. There was a lot of black men that fought in World War II. In World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, and they don't get recognition for it. And I'm talking about war heroes, men that saved lives, but they're not recognized for it. This is playing upon what's happening in the real world. There's a lot of men, black men, black women, not just Hispanic men, men of color, women of color that put their lives on the line in war and are not being recognized for it. And they put they use that and put it in a superhero sense. And I and I appreciate them for that. And uh -huh. that's where Captain America, I mean, uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier is gonna hold a special place in my heart because it's not just because of the the racial issues they talked about. It's the character development. Because like I said, they had a perfect example of what's that guy's name? The uh the uh, what's the what's the white dude's <laughs> Uh, uh name's just Walker. Um Walker. What like what did I say? He is what Captain America is what a Caucasian man will want to be. A good person no matter what. He will do the right thing. He took the super soldier serum and it turned and it sort of led him on a down path. But you could see Walker chose the right thing. Instead of going after old chick, he he went to go save those people. And right. as you can see. Walker doesn't have a racist bone in his body. His best friend is black. Yeah. His, and it's not like his, that's like his brother. And it led him to a fit of rage because he didn't kill that guy because he's a bad person. He, he killed him because his best friend, his brother, who is black, died. You know what I mean? I mean, uh -huh. come on. Now, I don't, we can all sit here and, and throw stones at Walker. But how many of you guys would, would get mad if someone killed your brother? Right, because that was his brother. That is his brother. It's not his friend. That is his brother. He went to the family and cried with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's. I I think <clears throat> there is great character development. That I mean the 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 main you know Sam Bucky and you know um, Isaiah Bradley. You know the did I call him Walmart Captain America, but <laughs> John Walker. He, he, um, his turnaround, there was, I mean, it was just good. It was good stuff. I, I, I think we, mm -hmm. I want another season. We're not getting it, but we are getting Captain America for so, and we'll definitely see all of them, uh, soon. Um, <clears throat> I know we're running a bit long, but we got three to go and the three best, I'd save the best for last. Uh, Shang-Chi, we're on a Marvel kick right now. Why not? Why not do this for real? Holy shit. Who knew we were going to get like the best damn martial arts movie the MCU's ever had and a and a, a legit like Hong Kong kung fu thing yep. in the MCU with definite ties to the MCU because we see Wong in there, we see, you know, Black Widow and whatever. And just we see a, an origin story. It's been a while since we've had an origin story, right, in the MCU. And yep. it's a fucking legit origin story. 
full of, with starring a badass uh, martial arts guy, his badass dad, who's a, apparently a conqueror. Which, by the way, Marvel, if y'all don't show us him getting his ass whooped by the Black Panther, Wenwu, if we don't see Wenwu getting his ass whooped by the Black Panther at some point, y'all are doing it wrong. You know? Yeah. But Wenwu being a badass conqueror that was apparently Genghis Khan at some time, his badass daughter, his badass wife, you know, in flashbacks, and a big Cthulhu monster that gets that gets fought by a dragon and the Ten Rings, and I'm just I could keep going. It's a it's a kick ass ride from start to finish. I believe in uh, Simu Liu as as uh, Shang Chi. Shang Chi's a badass. He's gonna be on the Avengers. What the fuck else do I need to say? It was legit. It was the real deal. I don't get all the haters want to be like, oh, it didn't really make that much. Man, this is a brand new character that literally nobody knew except unless you are a Marvel head. Nobody knew who the hell he was. And I'm telling you, every single person that I know that watches MCU movies, but they don't read the comics, they don't know shit about anything. Every single one of them that watched this loved it. It's legit. It's a legit movie. Yeah. Oh, this movie was good. Oh, this movie was so damn good. I was watching it with my brother while I was upgrading his PC. My goodness. Talk about a, what a wild ride, man. That was a fucking roller coaster. And I mean, not a bad roller coaster. I'm talking about, geez, man, I, I enjoyed that movie. Why does it, why, I, so I got to ask you this real quick. Mm-hmm. And I, we didn't talk about this in the review. Why is it in every Kung Fu movie slash, like, you know, why do they always got to fight on a train or a bus? They <laughs> always fight either on a train or a bus. Remember, Wolverine did it. I all, Every time it's something Kung Fu or anything, like, they always got to fight in a in a train or a bus. But because that, they must. Because <laughs> it's awesome. That's why. Because, yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was so good. That That movie was good. The final part where he's doing, like, Freaking Kamehameha. Ninjutsu. <laughs> no, it, no, I'm talking about like ceiling jutsu. Yeah. The to, I was just like, is he doing hand signs? He did. He did a fly. <laughs> Do you remember? You remember Kung Fu Hustle? You remember at the yeah. very end of Kung Fu Hustle, he did the flying Buddha palm? He was doing that yep. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, look, uh, I said it. Shang Chi's awesome. I love What a great, what a great entry into the MCU. And just, uh, I, what a, a great win for Marvel, but like, what a great win for us as fans of superhero stuff. Absolutely yep. loved it. Um, I loved it. <clears throat> the next thing, this to me, this is the second best thing that happened in superhero things this year. Uh, I think you'll agree with me. Invincible. Mm. What the actual fuck? Why is that such a great show? I, I and I the thing is I knew the story going into it. It is such a great show. It's an an anime the the second best thing of the of superhero thing this year was an animated show for Amazon Prime. Not high, it's not an expensive show. You can tell from the animation they didn't spend a ton of money on it in animation wise. But my God, the story is so good. It is it's so even knowing what's going to happen. I was still blown away by this show. About it's about the son of Superman essentially 
coming into his own, learning that being a superhero is deadly and, and hard. And then, oh yeah, my dad's evil. <laughs> and and, and bru- it's a, such a brutal show. It's a brutal, brutal show. There's a lot of blood. But seeing Mark kind of come into his own and then have to having to deal with the absolute betrayal that is his dad. Ah, just this, this show blows me away. I, I, I've never, that show I recommended to more people. I was like, you have to watch, you've got to watch this, watch this show. I'm telling you, it's like, I don't care if, if it's animated. I know that is a sticking point for a bunch of people. Forget that. It's so good. It's the second yeah. best superhero thing this year straight up i've i've been trying to get people i'm like guys watch the show man they're like why and i'm like guys this show is so damn good i mean it perfectly mixed an anime like story with american comic book tradition to where it's like it's a coming of age story where one of the things that I feel that a lot of com- American comic books have lacked, but they're getting better at, is that they always have, they always have the main character just good because he's good. I loved the thing I love about Invincible. He, Mark, had to make a conscious decision to be a good person and do the right thing, and this was not like an easy choice. This is going against his father. Oh, it's going and against I'm his. Sorry. It's going against his DNA. Let's be his honest. DNA, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you have even a decent relationship with your dad, that final scene before Omni Man leaves Earth will bring a tear to your eye, because. My God, man, it still gives me goosebumps when he said, what will you have after 500 years? And he said, you, dad. God, that that Mm -hmm. shit still gives me goosebumps because I love my dad. And if I was Mark going through that same situation, I would say the same thing because I still love you, dad. Even after all of this. You will still be my dad. And I'm just like, God, that hit me. Like It literally brought me to tears, man. I was crying because that is huge, man. I know I, everybody that I've watched the show, that watched the show, man or woman, have all told me that final part about me either made them cry or they were like at the cusp right. of about to shed a tear. Yeah, it's. I think it works so well. Uh, first of all, Robert Kirkman, and we already know he's a winner when it comes to making stuff. I mean, he's Walking Dead guy, but <clears throat> he kind of gets to me. I always felt like he distilled what works about Peter Parker. Right? Mm-hmm. You could kind of look at Invincible as what if Peter Parker were Superboy, essentially. It it plays out that story of a teenager in powers trying to figure out what to do with himself. He you know trying to learn the ropes. And it's just brutal. Otherwise, it's just a brutal awakening for him. And just the dad thing and the betrayal and his mom. His mom is so good. Like the whole the supporting cast is so good. You know, it's all the shocking moments. They are absolutely shocking. I I get it. There's some brutal 
violence. A lot of horrible things happen in this show. But there's a lot of like real touching moments. There's real character development. It's I am I'm telling you, I am it's I it's maybe my most anticipated show of this coming year. It I, I yeah. think season two and there's and you know me. I've got I got a flame going for like several things like Miss Marvel. I'm I'm like super on top of that. But Invincible season two, I I'm anticipating that more than basically every other show this year. It's it's yeah. that serious. It's such a good show. If you haven't watched it, what are you doing with your life? Make it happen. So yeah. Woo. So on yeah, that note, what could be bigger than that? I wonder what it could be. Thwip thwip thwip. Uh, <laughs> currently tearing up the box office over at last i checked one billion three hundred and sixteen million and counting worldwide and without china they're just like well we don't fucking need you china uh we can <laughs> we can we can make our billions without you spider-man no way home everybody in china now they're they're pirating it it's, they're watching yes it. Uh, <laughs> they're doing it the old chinese way um <laughs> <laughs> so uh no, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, what Y'all saw our review. We're not going to go too deep into it. Uh, just, I don't want to say it's the it's not the best Spider-Man. I, I hate to say that. Uh, no, actually, I don't hate to say that. I think Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse is still the best Spider-Man movie that's ever been made. That said, I like it better. I think I like it. I like it definitely better than the... Uh, Homecoming, and I hate it's weird to say that I love Homecoming and uh, Far From Home. And I will even say, I think I like it better than Spider Man 1 and the Amazing Spider Man movies and Spider Man 3. I think it may be tied for me with Spider Man 2. Uh, just a, a fucking awesome Spider Man movie, a distillation of all that it is to be Spider Man. Spy- Tom Holland Spider-Man becoming the Spider-Man we know he can be. And the Spider-Man we know he can be, at the end of the day, doesn't get what he wants, and he's miserable because he has to do the right thing. And we get that, but we also get the loveliness of having our previous two beloved Spider-Man show up, and other villains and all that, and this multiverse wack- wackiness, and the friends of Spider-Man, and all that's. It's just a big old pot of gumbo, a Spider-Man gumbo that it has a little bit of everything, you know, for, or maybe not gumbo, a Spider-Man uh, crab boil where there's a little bit of every different kind of thing. It's, you know what I'm saying? Fuck, I love that movie. It is, it's entertaining start to finish. And I was bouncing up and down in, in, in the theater and clapping and everybody else was too, because if you're a real one, you were clapping when the shit was going down, Right. You were jumping up when the shit was going down. You, if you were a real one, you were on that shit. So, yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home, probably the number one, in my opinion, superhero thing of the year. Listen, the, my nerdgasm during that movie was like on 10. I, I, I could barely keep myself in the fucking seat. I, I was, I, I can't, Fevy could tell you too, I was... That movie was so damn good. Man, I'm just going to say this. If any of you people are watching this right now or listening to us, 
and you have not seen that movie, what in the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Get your ass well, you know to what? the theater Let, right may, now may, maybe and they, watch it. Well, maybe they live in a place where they can't, the theaters aren't open. Or maybe they're just really concerned about COVID. Um, Pirate you know whatever I don't you know unfortunately that, so I'm not I'm not gonna completely get on their ass about it the but, ones no, okay right, though the ones you're that right, have right, the ability yeah to go and watch go watch this damn movie I'm, I'm I'm people are texting me like is is no way home worth it yes and they're like I've just and I I repeat I don't even get they're like explain and I just put in all caps yes. Come on, what, what is, yes, just watch the damn movie. I don't need to explain nothing. This is a great movie. And it's like you said, this was a celebration of Spider-Man. This was a Spider-Man celebration. If you are a fan of, of because there's three generations of Spider-Man. There's us, the generation that grew up with Tobey Maguire. Then there are the people that are like in their early twenties that grew up with, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Andrew, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Then there's the generation, the younger generation that is in their teenagers that that grew up with, um, what's his name? Tom Holland. Right. This is a celebration. This is a movie of all ages. I'm. I repeat this. I saw a five. A six and eight year old standing on their damn feet. A six and eight year old standing on their feet for this movie. If you haven't watched this movie and you're still debating on it, a six and eight year old were so into the movie. A six and eight year old <laughs> got on their feet. If you do not understand the gravity of what I am saying, I don't know what the hell to tell you. Because that movie was, it's a celebration of Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse, great movie. I love it so much, and I agree with you. It is the better Spider-Man movie. But I would personally put this as my favorite Spider-Man movie because, listen, we didn't think this shit was possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Into the Spider-Verse is very possible because it's animated. But if... If you would have told me in 2019, Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire are going to be in a Spider-Man movie at the end of 2021, I would say you're fucking drunk. <laughs> There's uh -huh. no fucking way. I would not believe you. This has opened up so many possibilities that literally at this point, I don't give a damn how outlandish of an idea you have for an MCU movie. I'll believe it. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> It's opened up so much, and God, the the possibilities are never are almost like they could literally make a series of what if movies. Like honestly, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> now that I I think the thing about about Spider Man that that works so well is that they were primed. They, we were primed for it. We were you and I. We didn't need. We, they didn't need to prime us for this. We we are you know we've been we've been well ready for these things. But the general audience could go into you know no way home and be completely ready for the fact that there are multiple 
these, you know, there's multiple universes and everything. They're ready. Thanks yeah. to thanks to Marvel's, you know, very astute, uh, you know, preparation for for people to understand that this is possible, right? <clears throat> and so when and, and we got that, and and it's fan service in the best possible way. It gives you what you want, you know. It 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 touches on all of those, you know, the feelings you had for those previous movies, and it brings you know it brings in. It's not just nostalgia. But it brings in like a good, you know, a good story that really builds up Tom Holland as a person. So you, or not Tom Holland, but Tom Holland's Peter Parker as a person. So that as he goes forward, he he is he gets to take advantage of the experience of his other, you know, other uh, universe counterparts. And maybe yes, maybe we'll get more of this. That's the thing. It's it, it's possible. It's so possible. You know why? One point three billion dollars is why. <laughs> That's why <laughs> if if we follow through and, and the next Venom makes, you know, near a billion dollars and Morbius and so forth and so on, Sony will make literally whatever the fuck we want because they they see dollar signs, you know, and you know what's even smarter? They know that they've got they've got the you know, they've got the comic book whisperer or whisperers over at Marvel Studios, because if Sony does well, then Marvel does well. That's just yep. smoothest criminals. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Those guys are just they know they they know what the fuck they're doing. Just I mean You've been hit by <laughs> <smooth> criminal. <laughs> so yeah. Um those are our top ten for the year. And we I we took longer to do that than I anticipated. Um so <laughs> uh we mm-hmm. had a lot to say. I know we we have uh previously reviewed many of these things or all of those things, in fact. Um but they are just, they are our favorite things. So if you didn't catch those things, get to it. A lot of them are on streaming right now. You can uh, access them. Uh, but, you know, maybe you disagreed. Maybe we left something out. I don't know. Get down to the comments. Let us know what you're thinking about. And, of course, you can always hit us up. Supernotfunnyshow at gmail.com. At SupernotFunnyS1 on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Uh, chop it up about uh, how 2021 did for superhero things. And... Because we took so long, we're not going to do uh, the most anticipated for 2022. We're going to save that for next week. Uh, <clears throat> we are on a bit of a, I would say we're on a bit of a drought as far as superhero things. We don't have something else coming up until uh, Peacemaker uh, in a couple weeks. So uh, yeah. next week, most anticipated for 2022. Sounds sounds like a winner. Um, but either way, um, you know, if you guys, uh, thanks for joining us. And we do appreciate uh, you here. Uh, you know, joining us for our show. Uh, but if you're not a member of the Super Not Funny Show family, uh, you can get down there, hit that subscribe button. We would really appreciate that. Uh, grow this channel some more uh, with your help. And of course, you can always hit the notification bell to let you know uh, when we release new content. And uh, you can keep checking back on that. We're going to be doing more reviews and I think there's <laughs> streaming and all that fun stuff in the future. And of course, the Super Not Funny Show uh, Supercast. And of course, Supercast doesn't work if it's just me. I, you know, I guess if you just want to hear my boring self, but you're going to, uh, my, my good friend Lottie always, uh, helps me out with his insight, uh, and his opinion. So, uh, Lottie, where can they, uh, hit you up on social media? Oh, yeah, you can always find me at my Instagram, which is uh, Anu Kenyon. It is A-N-U-K-I-N-I-H-U-N. Again, 
Again, it's A-N-U-K-I-N-I-H-U-N. And, of course, you can also find me on my YouTube channel, which is Hoon 25 I do live streaming. I do uh, podcasts. I also do uh, uh, recordings of the games that I'm playing. So, you know, catch any of the streams whenever possible or watch some of my videos. You know, thank you for supporting us. You know, like he said, we enjoy doing this, and I absolutely have a blast doing it. Yeah, it's <laughs> we uh yeah we love to doing doing this. We sit and talk nerd shit. That's you know what more fun could there there be than that? And um, again, we really appreciate you guys being here. It's twenty twenty two, a brand new year. We're gonna try to blow this this whole channel up, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> black nerds of the world uniting all that fun stuff. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We love nerd things, and we hope that uh, you guys love nerd things. You come back and join us uh, on the next episode. Episode 33, in fact, uh, for the most anticipated superhero things of 2022. Uh, until then, I have been Mode Fupe, your resident fabricant and comment extraordinaire on all things pop culture, joined by the video game designer, anime expert, and, of course, lover of all things superhero, my good friend Lottie. And we'll see you guys on the other side of the thread. Peace. Peace. Peace.